I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. KSL News Time 45. The three things you need to know this hour. First, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration have just released their spring prediction data, and Utahns can expect a colder and wetter March than usual, with above average precipitation and below average temperature for the month. I'm KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard Bell. Second, Southern Utah University has announced it'll waive tuition for Native American members of Utah's eight federally recognized tribes. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. Cleanup continues of a crash at 2nd East and 600 South. Southbounders on I-15 in Utah County. It is getting a little heavy and slow as you're going from 2100 North Lehigh to Lehigh Main Street. And looking good on I-215's West Belt going southbound. And that's from the 201 all the way over to the I-15 junction. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Our storm is winding down as temperatures start to drop. I'm Kevin Eubank. It's 39 degrees in Salt Lake City now. KSL's top national stories from ABC News. The first meeting for the new House Select Committee on China is underway. It's going to outline, Gallagher says, what the committee's work is going to be over the next few weeks and months. The committee is just beginning that work right now. They've only just begun. This is a brand new committee. But what's unique here is that it's bipartisan. It has support from Republicans and Democrats to do this work. ABC's Jay O'Brien, the bipartisan gang of eight congressional members. Members were briefed on classified documents found in President Biden, former President Trump, and former Vice President Pence's home and previous offices. The EPA is beginning round-the-clock air and soil testing at the toxic train derailment site in East Palestine, Palestine, Ohio. It's the TAGA bus. And TAGA stands for a Trace Atmospheric Gas Analyzer Mobile Laboratory. Regional EPA Administrator Deborah Shore. Stocks close lower to end the month. Daria Albinger, ABC. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Time for the in-depth on KSL. Five officers are on administrative leave in Farmington after an officer-involved shooting near the post office this afternoon. The suspect's condition is unknown. Farmington Police Chief Eric Johnson says this happened after a routine traffic stop. He spoke with reporters about 10 minutes ago. Um, Moments later, that officer called for other units to come assist him. 
Um, and a short time after that, uh, the officer called out over the radio that shots have been fired. Um, we had five Farmington police officers involved uh, in the shooting, uh, and so that's where we're at. None of the officers were injured. Uh, the only person injured was the, the occupant of the car. So they were injured? The occupant of the car has been transported to a local hospital, correct? Just Anything other condition? One occupant, and I'm not able to give the condition right now. Can you right. tell us what the traffic stop involved? Uh, well, as I told you, as, as I understand, it was it was due to not having a plate on the vehicle, uh, so that was the the nature of the traffic stop. Why did the officer feel like he needed assistance? Uh, at this time, I I don't know that. I have not been able to have those conversations. Um, the way the county works is the county attorney's investigative arm will take over this investigation uh, through the help of all collective detectives in the county. They'll conduct the investigation. Uh, and, and so really any of the details uh, that you might want will come from them in, in the subsequent days. Were there shots fired before the five other officers or the four other officers uh, from Farmington came? I don't believe so. I believe all five were on scene when the shots were fired. This is a small police force, right? Can you talk about, you know, the impact on kind of a smaller town? It's huge, yeah. Um, it will have five officers on administrative leave uh, until the investigation is, is cleared uh, and, they're, and they're ready to come back to work. Uh, so <laughs> do the math, that's uh, 20% of our police force, right? What about so. the parking lot at the time? I mean, were there people like, around when all this was... I'm not aware of, of those details. Um, I know when, by the time I got to the scene, there were, there were people in buildings that were looking out windows, but uh, as far as at the moment, I'm not aware of any. Is there anything you can tell us about? Farmington's police chief, Eric Johnson, about 25 minutes ago, he said that he might not have an update for four or five hours as this investigation continues. Five officers on leave after an officer-involved shooting near the post office in Farmington this afternoon. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.